Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G-Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. It's G-Money. And we are glad to have you. And happy New Year. Yes, I hope yes. all of you guys are excited about getting into 2024. We've just are getting to the very tail end of a phenomenal season. And so it's so exciting as we get into this time of the year because this is when we get into the playoffs. This is when we get into the Super Bowl and just super fired up. And with that being said, everybody, we're being brought to you by 8TV Media Network and also I need all of you to do me a quick favor. I need you to like. I need you to subscribe. I need you to download all of our uh, episodes. Those of you that are just sitting over here coming coming aboard, we're glad to have you. We appreciate you. Yes, uh, We're not going anywhere. Even though the season is starting to wind down, we're going to be with you all year. And we have some unbelievable new stuff for you, even as we get into the end of this season, as we go into the offseason, just to keep you guys all abreast, keep you guys in the game, keep you guys knowledgeable about everything that's going down in these football streets. But G Money, how was your New Year's Eve, bud? Man, I enjoyed it. I, I spent a little time with the family as 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 we both did, you know. <laughs> I threw I, I was at your party. Yeah, I, I threw a party. Yeah, it, was threw a party. Hey, it was popping. It was popping. It was popping. You kinda down you kinda downplaying the party, but it was popping. No, it right? was popping. <laughs> I think I beat you in dominoes. For the first time in his life. It's that's been a, well, look, it's been a not, couple of decades. Uh, yeah. Well, look, I look. I'll take it, okay? Yeah, and that made it, that was like my little championship trophy right there. Without a doubt, I'll you play it. well. You play exceptionally well, and I give you all the props for it, Church on the Move. But real quick, before we get done, let's talk about what we're drinking on. Okay. You know, first of all, Ching Ching. Ching Ching. I'm sitting over here drinking on like what I've kind of adopted as my drink because I just love it so much. It's AKB6. Mm. Cognac, that French stuff that got a little edgy feel to it, a little edgy name to it. That's what I'm drinking on. So what you drinking on? Man, I'm going a little bit on the dangerous side, okay? Because <laughs> you know I'm on my scotches. Yeah, but I'm got- doing I'm doing Johnny Walker, but I'm doing Johnny Walker red. So, you know, pray for me. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes this ends up being a little bit of a of a hangover motion, but it feels so good right now. So we'll see. As long as it goes good going down, as long as it's good going that's down. That's what I used to tell myself. <laughs> Until we get a little bit yeah, older. Talk to and, me tomorrow. And then we don't quite recover the same way. Yeah. But hey, you, you know you're getting bougie when you're over talking about, ah, I'm, on, oh, yes, I'm only I on am. the Johnny Walker red, but you got to be on the Johnny Walker black to be it, happy. Uh, uh, yes, indeedy. I, 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 but it's, it's okay because I like the Johnny Walker family. So it's all good. You know, look, I'm over here to enjoy it. So. Church on the move. And you drunk of all the Johnny Walker Black I had for you several months ago. The, the, the public don't need the to season. know that. They don't need to know it just yet. <laughs> but let's get this story cracking. Let's get it you going. Know, in terms of playing well, you played well on some domino. Just speaking on that, man, you talking about playing well. Yeah. You played well in some dominoes. I know but you, you know who go. played well? You know who beasted up in here? Is our man Lamar Jackson. Mm. And the Ravens are sitting over and establishing themselves as a dominant force in the NFL right now. And it's so funny how this 
season has ebbs and flows. And it was just a couple of weeks ago that everybody and their mama was talking about the 49ers were the most dominant team. And I can't see anybody beating them. And they're going to the Super Bowl. And oh my God. Oh my and God. then they ran into my man Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens on Christmas Day. And it's so funny how that narrative is completely changed. Well, throughout. look, this allowed you. So the the performance that he put on with the Dolphins just basically allowed you to just just scream from the mountaintops, from the mountaintops, and dump your chest a couple uh, more times. Yes, I, I get it. Five touchdowns, relatively flawless. He's throwing the ball to tackles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for touchdowns. I mean. My man put on the show. I, I still, I'm going to be in that minority camp to say that, that his season statistics may not garner the same, let's say, credibility to him Ooh. automatically winning the MVP. But I will say with these last two weeks of performances, especially what we saw, what he did against the Dolphins, uh, the, the likelihood of him winning the, the, the MVP of this year it's, it's significant. It, it's it it's is. great. It is. And see, my question for you is this. I want you to tell me when's the last time you can remember in your recollection a quarterback throwing five touchdowns? Obviously, they've done it. But can you remember the last quarterback that did that? You know what? I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 the only thing I would be able to do is throw out some blind names. Like, I know Tom Brady's done it. I know... That I, I know Mahomes has, uh, probably, Mahomes done has it. probably done it. The very best who ever did it, right? Uh, why is it that every time you say Mahomes, you got to say the best who's ever ever done it? Oh, hey, we're, no, we're so talking about Tom Brady and Mahomes is the best who ever did it. Also, you tell me this. What other leader of a team in, in just a short period of time has had the, had the opportunity to run through the, the number one seeded team in their conference and run through a, a number three seeded team in the conference. So it's not like Purdy who's winning these Mickey Mouse cupcake deals, right? Oh my God. You know, we're, we're, we're watching Lamar beat the always, best of the you best. You always force me to have to defend Purdy. <laughs> which, <laughs> well, that's what you love to do. diatribes. Oh my but, God. But at the end of the day, is we're, off Purdy, we've please. watched Lamar sit over here and dominate Two teams in consecutive weeks that are some of the very best teams in the that. NFL. And, and then so lastly, what I want to talk about is when you watch Lamar Jackson and you watch truly what he does, the intangibles, the things that kind of don't get captured mm-hmm. um, in, in the stats and the overall stats that people look at, the very basic stats. Okay, he might not have thrown for 40 touchdowns this year. But let me tell you something. He's thrown for a considerable amount of touchdowns, number one. He's ran for a considerable amount of touchdowns, number two. And number three, he's put his team in a position to sit over here and go on scoring drives and, like, getting into the red zone because of his his, his legs, yes. because of his passing outside of the numbers, yes. because of all these little things that don't show up in those very basic stats. So with that being said, we know now know we have a coordinated MVP. Look. Lamar Jackson uh, has put his team in position to win the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. period, end of story. I think that these last two weeks are a testament to his level of focus, and he is playing his best football of his entire career right in front of us. Mm -hmm. So he, he may not have had, let's say statistically, what has traditionally been the overwhelming MVP uh, numbers statistically. 
but these last two weeks have basically he's declared to the league, I'm the best player. Correct. Period. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and deny me if you want to, (laughs) but I'm going to represent the AFC in the championship because especially when you look at the evidence of the others, the other, let's say, quote unquote, God that you like to proclaim (laughs) Patrick Mahomes has struggled. Granted, he won last week, but by comparison, it's not a comparison. It hasn't been a comparison. Lamar has looked phenomenal. Phenomenal. This is what's unique about this team. Number one, I don't want to sit over here and gloss over the fact that um, even though he's playing well, what he's being supported by is a phenomenal defense. Absolutely. His defense has been the crux of one um, their franchise, quite frankly, they're, they, they've the always been a, franchise, they've, been a, they've been a defensive uh, stronghold for decades. for decades. But 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 what I love about what this defense is doing is they're putting their quarterback, their phenomenal MVP uh, winning quarterback in positions to win. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, we've seen many great quarterbacks that didn't have a strong defense. We saw that with Lamar when he lost against um uh, when he lost against Tampa Bay, mm. he, he had a, a, a weak offensive line, but his defense wasn't that strong. And we've seen some struggles when uh, Mahomes didn't get to the championship right. or Super Bowl game because he didn't have a strong enough defense to be able to compete. So that defense, we have to give them their respect and their kudos because they have um, been as instrumental of anything else uh, to get in there. Also, what we got to remember about Lamar is he doesn't have his full complement of um, of pass catchers. When you That's have true. your number one uh, pass catcher out for the season, uh, from early on in the season, he's found a way to make these group of pass catchers. We have an OBJ that is obviously past his prime. We have a rookie uh, wide receiver that's just coming into his, his prime. And then we have a... Um, first round rookie uh, and Bateman that's never lived up to expectations. And then we have for their fourth receiver, we have Robinson who's been a cast off on many different teams. So he doesn't have a, um, um, a a phenomenal offensive group of trios and their running back, their lead running back got hurt early on in the season. And so that's what makes him an MVP is when you're dealing with all of this, Look at you selling it to me. All of look at you selling it to Because I have to, well, unfortunately. No, no, no. Yeah, look, you already know I'm kind of in the, the Richard Sherman <laughs> camp because his numbers have not been what they've been. But I will say this, to your point. Look, you, the, there's a couple guys you didn't mention. Uh, Hill, who's the secondary running back on them that is kind of like their pass-catching running back. You know, I think he might have caught, caught one or two touchdowns Just in that Hill. game. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Aguilar. Likely. Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Aguilar. Okay. So he's a guy who I always remember him because he was a Raider and he was, he played well for us. I misspoke. Robinson, not Robinson. It's Aguilar. Oh, okay. So, so, you were thinking so about the Rams. Yes. Right. Okay. So Aguilar, Aguilar is the guy who's, uh, very similar sneaky, to Robinson. Very similar and, and, and is sneaky good. And then of course the obvious one is Flowers. So Flowers is the guy that you're talking about that is like been his ace. Because when he scrambles and he rolls out, uh, and he's looking for that guy, and that guy, him, he, they're in tune. And then, you know, you got to say likely. Did you see that one-handed catch? I saw it. It was beautiful. I saw it. it. I saw it. He threw to a couple of tackles. (laughs) (laughs) And, but, but it doesn't matter. The bottom line is the entire offense seems to be in sync and they are all pulling the rope in the same direction. 
and they look very driven. Mm-hmm. So the only other team in the entire league that looks as, let's say, focused and driven is the 49ers. And they got their ass. And they, and they beat them. So yes, I can understand why you're going, uh, you're already got the, the, the ticker tape ready. You already got your pom poms ready. Mm-hmm. For the Ravens, they still have to play these playoff games, but I, I and that's you. where the big question is because we've seen Lamar, um, for whatever reason, not actually um, live up to their regular season standard during the playoffs. So this right. is where the test is now. It's not about if they have a great team. It's not about if he's good or not. It's not about if he's earned his contract. It's not about any of those other narratives that have been out there in the um, in the ethos. Up right. until this point, really, now the rubber is meeting the road, and he has to do it in the playoffs. And I believe yes. this is the year for him to do so. And uh, while he's he, he's he's uh, swinging by, picking up that Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy, he's going to pick up that MVP trophy too. You know what? As much as I want to hate against it, uh, because of the way his 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 numbers, like. Personally, I would give the MVP to Tyreek Hill. I'll just say that. You're a Shermanite. Uh, uh, fine. <laughs> and so be it. You're a Shermanite. So be it. And, and he knows he's getting killed online right now. It, so what? Okay? Because, you know, opinions are like assholes. We all Everybody got, got one. We all got them, right? So, so what? But I would give it to Tyreek Hill. But, you know, be, this is a majority of a quarterback-driven uh, trophy. And Lamar Jackson is deserving, so I wouldn't be upset if he won. And Tyreek hasn't played exceptional. He's had solid, he's been, he's rock been, solid games the last two games, right? The last two weeks, he's had rock solid games. So I was on that bandwagon. If you go back to the tape, I was on that bandwagon a couple of weeks ago. But he's gone two weeks and had very mediocre, very he's average. He's been hurt these last two weeks. Correct. Well, guess what? Lamar hasn't. That's why he's the MVP. And there so it is. please stop bringing up Tyreek. You Sherman, know what, Sherman? Tyreek is out of here, bud. Christian McCaffrey's no, no, hurt. No, no. He's out of here, bud. No, no. Sherman is actually he's he's on the Christian McCaffrey camp, but you know him being a, uh, uh, let's say a, a San Francisco uh, a past resident, player, right. past player. So I understand why he's saying that. And Christian McCaffrey is also very deserving of this award. And and I would so be upset. Uh, oh my god! Say <laughs> now, you only say that because of the touchdowns, but Correct. but but McCaffrey has way more yards and and is way more, let's say, involved in the offense. But getting back to your point about Lamar, if Lamar won it, I don't think anybody would be mad. It, it, it's not a thing. The 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 real I think issue. It's it, it probably he, he'll probably get it because the guys who. Um, maybe if you want to say, uh, Dak or somebody else, they don't have the record a- a coupled with the stats. So yeah, he could, he's probably going to win it. But the thing now that I really like about the Lamar's chances to like say cement his, his greatness and his legacy is the fact that he's going to have two, potentially two, uh, home playoff games. So the fact that they sold up that number one seed is a really big deal. You're going to have to go through Baltimore, the, 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 the house that Ray Lewis built, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to do that. And it is now that, that those keys to that house are in Lamar's pocket. That's a problem. I don't care who comes in there. 
that's going to be a problem. And, and let's talk about the other side of that game. You know, the Dolphins, obviously a great team, phenomenal offense. Yeah. You know, our, our, our man Waddle got, got injured in that game because, you know, they throw through the middle. You throw through the middle uh, against a team like the Ravens, you're going to get thumped. And so Waddle was out of that boobop. game. What do you do when you get boobop? Right. You got to sit over and figure it out. Tyreek is not playing exactly where he is. Uh, Mostert, speaking of Mostert, was out this past game. You know, um, they had some tremendous defensive injuries. So you had Chubb that got hurt. Uh, you had the, uh, the, the cornerback. I can't think of his name. So the other star cornerback that, that they have, but um, he got injured. He got injured. He got carted off. And so they're dealing with a tremendous amount of injuries with some of their very best players. Two of their top five best players on defense are out. Uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, you have some offensive players yeah, that, that have some significant injuries. You know, unfortunately, the Dolphins have given it a, a valiant chance, but I just don't think they have enough gas in the tank to sit over here and make a legitimate push. They'll probably win their first round um Matchup in the world. I would like to round. think so. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I, I don't but once they you know their their issues with playing good teams is good teams traditionally are matched or come with a good defense. Yeah. And so what we found is that good defenses uh, tend to give them some trouble. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going to be interesting about this week coming up. They play the Bills. The Bills is not the greatest defense, but they have a formidable, uh, 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 rock a, solid yes. defense. Injuries have depleted, let's say, right. the eliteness of the, eliteness the Bills of defense. Them, yes. But they still, Miller is still over there. Well, so, Miller was a healthy scratch. So Miller didn't even play in this uh, this last week. Well, okay. well, because he's still coming off that injury, and he's not the same as he's gotten older and had that. Yeah, and injury. I always I always hang my hat on him. But you're right; they they do have they have about two or three good defensive tackles, and they have a, an, another excellent uh, defensive end mm-hmm. on that team. Mm-hmm. And the secondary is not weak. So then it's just okay. Uh, what were you? What are you guys going to do against them? But the, the Bills, now that they do have those like key injuries to, you know, their, their, which they've now gone, like, let's say three or four weeks without some of their best guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's really just, will Josh Allen be the guy to, you know, and turn that offense into like an unstoppable force? And he hasn't done that in the last couple of weeks. And that's what the concerning part is. But again, it's two forces that are coming and, Somebody, some team has to give. Yeah. And so you, you, we, we've spoken on the Dolphins challenge that they had, but the Bills with, with Josh Allen, just the offense hasn't predicated upon, they're like taking the, 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 the need for him to carry this team and yeah. taking it off of his shoulders. Well, this is a game that he's going to have to put that team on his shoulders for them to beat this team. And I'm sure they're going to be agitated after this significant loss. And this game is for the, 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 the division. For the division. For the division. Absolutely. So, so, um, somebody has to win the division. If the Bills win, they catapult all the way to the number two seed, which is absolutely insane to me. If they lose, then Miami gets to retain that. And they uh, the Bills uh, don't make the playoffs. So Where is the sold, game being played? Uh, the game is being played in Miami. Okay, so I'm, I'm my money is on Miami because it's in Miami. That's the only reason. Because I think Tyreek Hill will go ahead and say, shoot up my leg with whatever concoction mm-hmm. that is necessary. Torothal or something for, like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the secrets of the NFL are athletes. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that. 
And what's going to happen is, is that Mostert and A-Chain are going to be there and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And, but and it's going to be interesting. But so of the two, you're, you're picking Miami. I am. You know, I, 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 I want to pick Miami. You know, I kind of feel like you, you do Josh Allen a disservice, but with him going two, three weeks with not really playing at a very high level, just being a part of that offense, it's almost like this new coordinator has kind of mitigated him to just a system quarterback mm. because he hasn't um, – they're trying to take uh, the need for him to carry this team on the shoulders because they felt it was a little bit too much, which was forcing him to sit over here and uh, and throw these interceptions and have these turnovers. So what we're looking at is that either they're going to give the team back to him um, after three weeks of it not really being fully in his hands, mm-hmm. or they're going to sit over here and find a way to do it with how they've been winning recently yeah, and um, dealing with a Miami team on the road in, uh, in South Florida, that a team that is chomping at the bit. And I am telling you, this is when the rubber meets the road. This is when, this is a pivotal point for the Miami Dolphins franchise. If they can win this it game, is. win this division, then this can be a changing of the guard. If they can't, then they're right back in, in, in the molass of, yeah. um, it, um, it, 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 yes, exactly. They, they will. They, they will, I think, will be a one and done if they don't win this game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the reason why I say that is, is because logically, I would actually say the Bills probably should win this game. Emotionally, I'm picking the Dolphins. Because if you look logically, what you have is, is you have Stefan Diggs, you have Davis, you have Kincaid and Knox, and then you have, uh, Cook, mm-hmm. you have Cook that is Murray. balling right now, mm-hmm. and 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 Dejounte Murray, mm-hmm. I, I, La, La, Latavius. Latavius, excuse mm-hmm. me, Latavius Murray, former Raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, disrespectful. I know. <laughs> well, you know, he he's an ex Raider, so I I, uh, I apologize, sir. But the bottom line is is that they do have the semblance of skill positions and an offensive line that can execute at a very high level with a Injured, just as you pointed out, an injured Dolphins defense. So then the question then becomes, because it's in warm weather, will it be a perfect storm for Josh Allen to say, oh, okay, I ain't got to worry about uh, windshield and, and cold mm-hmm. and everything because we playing down south mm-hmm. and I will just slice y'all up with all of my guys mm-hmm. and we are going to go ahead and we're going to be that team to go ahead and potentially either beat the Chiefs or the Ravens, and we might sneak in there because that's the attitude that the Bills are going to have and probably should have. So, And, and, eh. the, and the Bills also fighting for the future because let me tell you, if they lose, you can write down and take a picture. Um, Diggs is up out of there. Oh, and, yeah. And so a lot he gonna rides for their it. future. He's going, he's going to force it. A lot is riding his future. You see, they, he hasn't been featured at all. Mm-hmm. And I know he's been double teamed and bracketed for the last couple of weeks, but he hasn't been featured at all in the, in these last, uh, last three weeks, uh, last previous three weeks. So, um, a lot rides on this. And I'm telling you, this is probably my most intriguing matchup going into week 18. It you is know, week 18 can be tricky because you have teams, um, a lot of teams don't have anything to play yep. for. Um, uh, the teams that, that are good are usually resting 
um, their players, their best players, because it kind of settles. Um, in other hands, you have weak teams that are just boo-boo, uh, that kind of just don't care, and they're kind of just waiting on next year. So this Week 18 is going to be absolutely it is. interesting. Because I think the Ravens are also playing the Steelers right in their last mm-hmm. game. So then just touching on the last little subject, um, you know, I got to give the Steelers a little bit of love because they won – their game and I didn't expect them to against and Seattle so, on yeah, the road on the road mm-hmm. and I could see Tomlin especially because now the Ravens probably don't care as much because they've locked up the number one seed that they could mess around and win and get into the playoffs so they, well Tomlin needs to win to get the Steelers in the playoffs so, mm-hmm. so so there's going to be a different level of caring and then you know with the 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 Bills and the the Dolphins that's what makes that matchup very intriguing is because we don't know. Right. We don't know. And so, so both of those teams are going to go into that game saying we better win it. So at the end of the day, all we're talking about is there's some action in this eight, you know, week yeah. 18. And there's a lot of times that there's not, but I think this week 18 is a lot of action. But, you know, speaking of a lot of action, we saw a lot of action in that. Dallas Cowboys. Oh game. my God. Um, and especially how in, about in the them Cowboys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you obviously didn't say that with your chest, so I don't no, know how much you believe in it. But really what I want to talk to you about is what do you think about that final play? And you know, what, what were your thoughts about like, did the Lions get, get the game stolen from them? Uh, was the Cowboys, was this their game? And you know, that was just a makeup call because they didn't call the, the tripping that would have allowed them to extend in their previous drive like what are your thoughts all about that I, I honestly I thought that the league messed up it, it was it was uh, um, embarrassingly disgustingly obvious yeah. mm-hmm. that you said you to made a mistake. America mm-hmm. guess what we want the Dallas Cowboys to win so we're going to come up with this mamby pamby foul and then we're going <laughs> to double down on it. Yes. Because I don't care that you are trying to tell us, "Oh, we didn't say that that guy was eligible, so then he he illegally touched." But you know, here's the reality. When the when the play was lined up and the there was a wide receiver on the outside and you had their tackle eligible, there, the flag should have been thrown immediately. Immediately, right. So the fact that it wasn't just let everybody know that you already acknowledged that 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 offensive lineman mm-hmm. was eligible. Mm-hmm. So anything that you did over after that was Mamby Pamby. And guess what? He caught the extra point. They should have been up by those points. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Dan Campbell and I'm from the Detroit Lions, I am enraged i am infuriated i am i'm like okay you motherfuckers are over here talking to me you're trying to orchestrate a play and i wasn't supposed to be the star Mm -hmm. but i messed up and and i i won the game and you found a way to have me lose the game so nfl what we're talking about is we can't have any more mamby pamby no Uh, mamby pamby is certainly not in the playoffs not in the playoff. No, or not in a game that has playoff implications. Uh, implications without a doubt. So, so, so the thought process is, is, is so now between the two teams, the Cowboys and the Lions, which one of the two teams do you trust most as we go into the playoffs? You know, it's very interesting going into the game. I probably would have been all in on the Cowboys because I think that the Cowboys, 
their their talent is probably even, but I think the Cowboys are due. But in some ways, because of the way that that game transpired, I think that the level of anger and disgust, if I'm a Lions fan, because Lions have been marred in mediocrity since, you know, before you and I were born. Damn there. Okay. Uh, we've seen a couple little peaks and valleys of them. We've seen two, we've seen two playoff games in a yeah, lifetime. Yeah. We've been Eakin, on this earth over Eakin. almost a half a century. Yeah. But, but, but they're due on a different level, right? And so they actually, between St. Brown and, and what Jared Goff is doing and Montgomery and Gibbs, they, they, and Reynolds, they, they actually have enough talent, um, let alone that Gardner Johnson, who came from Philly, that's over there in that secondary. Um, Hutchinson, mm-hmm. I think, I think Hutchinson mm-hmm. is their Hutchinson, defensive end. Hutchinson, yeah, defensive end, second so, year. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're devoid of talent. They actually have guys over there. And if I am those guys and we lost that game, that, that's going to be, bring a different level of focus. But but at the end of the day, it really comes down to the NFL and their level of mamby pamby. I mean, if they're sitting over here bullshitting, mm-hmm. then you know, unfortunately, the NFL has to allow these games to play themselves out, and then have, we have to live with who the victor's going I, to be. I, but I actually think, dare I say, for you know, pun intended, that the 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 NFL league probably woke up a lion. Because if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm like, okay, you don't want us to win? We're about to win this whole deal now. We're about to ruin your life right right now. It's going to be Detroit. Detroit, stand up! They need to stand up. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just excited for... Um, them having the opportunity, mm-hmm. like, like that game didn't interrupt their ability to get into the yeah, playoffs. They should be enraged. And so, and, and so what do you do? Do you channel that rage into focus or, or are they, are they looking forward and again, challenging that for, uh, channeling that focus and that rage into a focus that is going to enable them to, to carry that into the playoffs with that right. controlled, uh, rage or are they going to be looking back? And talking about what could have been. If, and, and if they had won they that don't. game, I think that they would have been. Uh, oh my God, we finally made it. We're finally validated. And the expectations would have crushed them. That's yes. my thought. And then they would have felt the in the angst and the pressure mm-hmm. of correct. Oh my God, wait, we're supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. So, but now that they feel slighted mm-hmm. because they were slighted, they have a chip. They they, they they've put chip. the chip back on their shoulder yes. that I believe that they kind of removed. Because of yes. expectation was on their shoulder, yes. uh, uh, previous. That's exactly what I think. I think, I think you, you messed around and you woke up a beast because you let them know, the league let them know, you're the Detroit Lions. You weren't supposed to win that game against the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and we made sure that you didn't. Mm-hmm. So, but now go ahead and be a disruptor. And so now I'm actually afraid for anybody who actually plays them because uh, there, there's a whole lot of teams that that are supposed to get there, mm-hmm. and the Detroit Lions might be coming. Well, well, you know about a team that 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 people maybe were afraid of just you know four or five weeks ago that absolutely have no fear of right now, and it's unfortunate to say, 
but the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I mean, when man. they were 10 and 1, you know, I know I was on here sitting over talking about what this team was going to be able to do moving forward. But we, we've watched this team kind of implode. Yeah. Co- uh, in Not kind of. They, they're imploding. They, they're, they're imploding. And right, right in front, right of, in front of, our of our eyes. eyes. And, and this is like the worst time. We talk about teams that are sitting over and gearing up and creating that momentum going into the playoffs. Well, this is a team that's decelerating, that's sitting over here like we talked about, imploding right in front of our eyes, that I just don't know if this team, even though they have almost all the same components as they did last year yeah. when going into um, into a playoff run. There's, um, there's, there's two really big uh glaring it's now it's glaring there's two very big uh uh let's say absences from their secondary gardner johnson who you've talked you heard me talk about mm-hmm. uh there's also epps epps is actually the strong safety for the raiders right now uh, but both of those individuals were a part of that secondary so when you look at what they did the previous year, they were probably the number one or number two defense in the league, and they had arguably the best secondary. So they have, they still have Slay, they still have uh, uh, Bradbury, uh, but Which those, yeah, yeah, but they had those safeties in there, and those guys made a difference. See, and see, they I, have I, two, also to your point about coaches, because you've talked about coaches. Their offensive coordinator and That's their defensive coordinator. Those are the two missing are pieces gone. are gone. And, so, and are, in my opinion, doing well in their uh, their own head coaching, res- their new respective yeah, the new positions. respective roles. Yeah. So, so, so that those are big, humongous um, blows uh, to the overall. And, and you're team. seeing it now. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it now. They drafted well. They got a stud defensive tackle, but but. The way that they allowed uh, Arizona late in that game mm. to dismantle them was shocking, quite frankly. Shocking with, with the stakes and, and, and more than home. that, disappointed at home, which means if you allow a team like um, the Arizona Cardinals to do right. that to you at home at this stage uh, uh, of the season when all you had to do was win that game and you were up, by more than two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and you allow this team to come back on you at home, and mm-hmm. they're not a strong team. Well, what do you think happens when you are going to play a relatively stronger team? Now, here's where the twist is: in the first round, they're slated uh, right now to play what, um, like Tampa, Tampa Bay. Okay, so 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 you know this is going to be an interesting test. You know, this is when this team is going to sit over here and have to look themselves in the mirror before the game and say, "Who am I? Who mm. are we?" What um, what do we care about? What do we believe in? Who do we believe in? Yes. You know, this, all this these is, are uh, questions that are going to have to be answered. This is a Jalen Hurts. Uh, the reason why I say that is because all of these weaknesses will still be prevalent in those games. But what you have often told me is that uh, great quarterbacks can – this is why you talk about Purdy, right? Is that you're saying Purdy just has a, a, a number of Hall of Fame skill positions mm-hmm. around him, so mm-hmm. you don't want to give Purdy enough credit for what he does. He can do it. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is In an MVP situation. caliber guy. Mm-hmm. 
he is going to basically have to say, you know what? Let me turn into the Incredible Hulk. Let me inject myself and turn green and go. And he's going to have to say no. And I'm going to be the ultimate decision maker on our outcome. But what does that look like? But what does that look like? That looks like him having to score 30, 40 points to win the game. Because ultimately, is it's really not on Hurts in terms of what he does. If If he runs... Um, standard, then there should be a team that's good enough to beat Tampa Bay. The twist is, is that unfortunately, this defense can't allow Baker Mayfield to beat them. All right. If this defense can't stop Baker Mayfield, we can't put that on Hertz's, on Hertz's shoulders. Well, we have to sit over and put that on the offensive or the head coach who made a change of defensive coordinator and the new defensive coordinator, oh boy, from, uh, from New England. We have to put it on their shoulders for not getting this team who has pretty Ready. much a lot of the same individuals outside of the ones that you talked about, a lot of the same individuals sure. prepared to win on the defensive side. So, and they haven't done that. So, so I, it, I still say it, it will come back to Hurst because of one simple fact. Uh, I actually think that Baker, especially Baker at home with Evans and White and, and, and the guys that he has around him, that they, they're they're a dangerous team. You don't necessarily want to face Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay's defense, even though let's say they've played average at best, they are still a defense that has won a Super Bowl before. So a lot of them guys that have been in the trenches in high leverage moments mm-hmm. are still on that team. Mm-hmm. So so those guys are going to play at a high level. Mm-hmm. But and then what you're saying is. Jalen Hurts, you probably, with a high ankle sprain, you're probably not going to have Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. So, Julio. So, it's going to, it's going to be that. It's going to be Julio. It's going to be Brown. It's going to be Goddard. It's going to be your running game and your ability to execute at a high level. Can you do it? Can you do it? I don't think he has a do choice. It? I don't think he has a choice. My point is, is that forget about scoring 40. If you don't get into the, well into the twenties. Yeah, he's going to have to outscore them. Well, you don't have to outscore them. The no, defense is going to, defense is going to have them. to do something. But my point is, if the defense does something, then you don't have to outscore them. Okay. If the defense doesn't, if the defense continues to do the exact same thing that they've been doing, then yeah, he has to go 30, 40 points. But uh, let's assume that the defense steps up, and this is on on then the the emphasis transitions from the defense into Jalen Hurts' lap, then Jalen Hurts has to get him to 25-plus points. In the you know what's interesting? To Watching the Eagles, is they the two Super Bowl representatives last year, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles, mm-hmm. they're both in the same exact oh. situation. Mm-hmm. They both have to prove their worth be, because there's something that's lacking from, the two different sides of the ball they but did, from the, what they the did previous last year. year to get them to the Super yep. Bowl. It's and, so and that's why that's why this game is so phenomenal. That's yep. why we love it. That's why we sit over here and yep. come out here every single week to talk about it. Is because this game is so phenomenal. It has so many nuances, so many uh subtle changes mm-hmm. that allow um greatness to sprout. Yeah. And 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 you just see the the, the fire and desire from so many other 
uh, other teams. So, you know, we often talk about parity, but, you know, really the, 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 what you say parity is just, you just mean that there's a very slim margin between greatness and good. Mm -hmm. And guess what? There's a whole bunch of dudes in here that is trying to get that ring Mm -hmm. too. And that's what we're seeing right now. So it'll be interesting. This playoffs is going to be exciting. And, and when you're in, and when you play the Super Bowl game, like like the, the Panthers aren't playing the Super Bowl game. Oh yeah, the you Panthers. Know, there's a whole lot of teams that aren't playing the Super Bowl game. They might be hoping and wishing for a playoff berth, but there are very few teams that are playing the the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're game. trying to win. That. And then the Chiefs, the Eagles, they're playing that Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the 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 it gets ratcheted up mm-hmm. in terms of when you play that game, the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. This is Grande Huevos time. Grande, this is where yeah, this is I need to bring out my brass balls and pinka, pinka, pink. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's either I'm going to do or I'm not. Either I'm going to do it or I'm not. Now, you know, there there there's a, been a huge story in the media, and I, and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are about this. Um and and we're talking about this unique situation. It's not that unique. I mean, the reason why I'm so um dialed in hearing what your opinion of it is is because you had a you you love a team that kind of went through the same thing mm. with the Raiders. You know, last year the Raiders sat Derek Carr for the last couple of years. He was wanting to say, I'm not going to sit on the fucking sidelines and be, and just hold a clipboard. I don't even want to be a distraction to the team. But they sat Derek Carr because he had an injury mm, guarantee in his contract. Well, you know, we've all heard Russ has been um, um, relegated to the bench mm-hmm. um, because of the, the same injury guarantee clause in his uh, contract, mm-hmm. and, and, and what we found out is that the Denver Broncos have tried to strong arm him and, and threaten him with benching s- many weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, when they first started negotiating this uh, because they didn't want to be on the hook in case he got hurt yeah. for thirty-five I, million dollars in two thousand twenty-five. You're right. So the, I think that if he were to get injured in this season, um that there was like I think another thirty nine million on top of the thirty seven million that he that, that he was guaranteed mm-hmm. that they would have been guaranteed to have to pay him in two thousand twenty five. So, correct. Mm-hmm. So so in order to mitigate that situation, they said, Well let me eliminate that even that possibility by sitting him. And then the coach gets on, uh, you know, Peyton gets on the TV and says, oh, well, this is about us being desperate to win. And that and came that, across that, very, a, uh, uh, very this, disingenuous, disingenuous, just a lie. And, it was and, a, and it was one so of the things as a, as a fan of the NFL is when you have these individuals get get in front of cameras and blatantly and utterly lie. Yeah, well, because they're thinking that the average fan is not paying attention. But with the advent of social media and the and the fact of the matter is, is that 
we're reading everything, especially people that are as passionate as we are mm-hmm. about this game that we love. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're, bruh, we're in the throes. Mm-hmm. We, we know exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. and we know why you're doing it. And, and, and yeah. Russell has said that when, when they have come to interview him, you know, at the end of practices and so on and so forth, and he stood over here and been blatantly, uh, uh, honest and forthcoming and transparent about what exactly is transpiring. Mm-hmm. And what's transpiring is they asked him to change. You know, it's not about we want to bench you. They asked him after a win when they beat Kansas City, mm-hmm. they asked him to sit over here and, and change, change and alter his contract. That for the franchise. And his contract. And he refused. And they threatened yeah, it, him. It was detrimental they, to him. It was detri- uh, significantly detrimental to him, and they threatened him with benching back then. Okay. Now, what happened is, is they went on a little run. They thought they were going to be able to make the playoffs, and so they didn't execute on that threat. And the reason why I know they're not going to make the playoffs is because the Raiders are going to boobop them, and then we're going to take all doubt out. Well, the Raiders absolutely but need I- to boobop them, and this team is in array, and they also are playing with an inferior quarterback in Stidham. And, and, and again, when you talk about a coach that sits over and says Stidham's going to give us a better chance to win when 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 Russ has better statistics than Mahomes, or comparable statistics, mm-hmm. statistics as Mahomes does, as being a uh, division-leading t- uh, quarterback and, and a top um, 14 in the conference and you sit over here and say Stidham gives you a better chance to win than than, than the Russ. Well, but see, it's, but it's I think I actually it's a lie. Think, I actually think that uh, the, that uh, Peyton, Sean Peyton is clever like a fox because what he also does know is, is that Stidham was the backup quarterback for the Raiders the previous year. So he understands us in a very intimate way, and he actually performed really well, and he threw the ball to Devontae Adams in a really so, – so, but the real thing that you're saying is is that he has a very good understanding of the Raiders. So if I was going to make a move like that, I would make that move because of me anticipating that we're going to play the Raiders. Well, what the does the win game. with the Raiders give you? Uh, well, it, it maybe it puts him in a playoff hunt, but it goes back to what you. What do you mean really playoff hunt? We're at the last game of the season. There's no playoff night, hunt. No, it's look, either to get you into the. Does that a win next week against the Raiders get him into the playoffs? It, it bring it, it. They would have nine wins, and it has the potential to. Uh, but, with a whole again, lot of magic and tomfoolery and and yes, focus, focus. Yes, but again, only reason that I bring that up is to say that I can understand why. He would make that move for both reasons. You said, look, Wilson, we're going to have to pay him a whole bunch of money this year and next year. So why don't we, we don't like him. I, as the head coach, don't like him. So let me give him a That's what's, that's what's troubling. If I played absolutely egregiously, then church on the move. Don't like me. But when my you know, it's so funny. Somebody uh, posted something on social media that showed Russ's statistics when he won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. versus the statistics for this season. Okay. And they were exactly comparable. I'm talking about almost to the T. Okay. And so um, Acho actually said this. Said, when you give me Super Bowl Russ, 
and you don't give me a Super Bowl caliber team to go along with my Super Bowl play, I didn't fail you. Right. The organization, these coaches have failed him. Okay. And so when you sit over here and as a coach make the type of determination, the type of statements mm-hmm. that act as if I let you down. Yeah. But that, that's see, the smoking see, mirror. See, see, well, here's where the twist is. If I was Russ, if I was Russ and I didn't got paid before and the dude tried to put me in this type of blender, mm-hmm. all I would do is boo him. Now, because you know why? Because I got enough money to say, have a nice day. Yeah. Nobody will never do this to me at this stage of my career. I I think, I think at this juncture in Russ's career, this is about his long-term longevity more than anything else for him. Um, I thought that it was very weak. I understood it, but I thought it was very weak of him to say, Hey, let me make a public declaration to say I want to still play for the Broncos. You know, he's political. He's kissing babies and all that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that because you know what? Guess guess what? Your your head coach and your team has publicly uh, admonished you. Admonished you. So so so, 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 the alternative is show me that you're like fuck them. I'm that dude. We all live with myself, but that's not who he is. That's not who he is. And I'm okay if, if, if Russ wants to, let's say, be the nice guy that, that, listen, at the end of the day, is Russ the, the, the inferior quarterback between him and Stidham? No. no. He is the better quarterback to Superior play. Superior quarterback. Period. Yes. End of story. Mm-hmm. The, even if you just look at their career statistics, we don't even need to go. Well, anywhere. one has a Super Bowl win. Has been the Super Bowl oh, twice. So we don't even talk oh, about a comparison. Thank you very much. And that's why Peyton. That's what you're a stone cold mystery. Well, and I tell your mama you a stone cold mystery. <laughs> but you know what? But he's not. He's not worried about him uh, being a mystery. What it is is he's just saying. I don't want this dude. This is the guy that you. He act like he paying the thirty-seven million. He act like he paying the thirty-seven million. You got the Waltons over here as owners, and you act like you paying the. Hey, that's why. Hey, I'm, that's what my, my blood is boiling. We should move on. I know we we probably should because, uh, but but all, all I will say is at the end of the day, um, Russ just needs to understand that you know what let. The let let the Broncos go emotionally. He should just let the Broncos go. They're going to eat crow. They're probably going to um, be in the doldrums for about two or three seasons. No, no, longer than that. Longer you, than uh, that. Oh, you think the other thing is nice guys finish last. Russ, uh, stop trying to be a nice guy and, and get your yeah, gangster up. Yeah, yeah. Get your get your Come G on, up, man. Get your G up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Moral of the story is get man, your G up. Get your G up. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of getting getting a church up, getting 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 a G up, getting a G up, you know, a person that's gotten a G up recently, not recently, but you know, it's been a culmination over the last um, maybe like four or five years. No, season and a half because he finished last season great. He came into this season a little bit rough, got injured, and then has 
catapulted himself mm. into a position okay. to where they might not replace him. I think I know what you're Justin talking about. Fields. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, they were screaming in the stadium, we want Justin, we want, or we yeah. want Fields, we want Fields. And, and at the end of the day, I know there's a lot of pressure on that, on that um, franchise, franchise to sit sure. over here and thinking that um, – the grass is greener on the other on the other end, but you know when when I look at these quarterbacks, yeah, you know, obviously Caleb Williams is sitting over yeah. here and, and he plays Waiting. well. The statistics are phenomenal, but but the one thing that I always look at above and beyond statistics is what do you do in big games? You know, we, we have this Alabama Michigan game coming, and this Alabama coach. You know, or Alabama quarterback, we haven't seen him win big games. Mm. And so, what I look for in college, which we saw um, our man Burrow do, is he won big games. And that's a leading indicator. Deshaun Watson had won big games in college. And that's a leading indicator in terms of what's going to happen in terms of the pros. I don't quite know if Caleb Williams is that one that's going to thrive in that environment in Chicago. Uh, Drake May is is as pedestrian as they come and as mediocre as they come. And I know he has a statuesque. Ooh, um, you know, you know, you probably upsetting a whole bunch of prognosticators, but okay. That's fine with me. At the end of the day, now, now my man from LSU. Uh, he hasn't won a whole lot of big games, so he didn't have the greatest team around him, but he lifted that team. So I do like him. But I don't quite know if you can take him who's who's light in the boot, who's slight in the ass, and compare it to Justin Fields, who does have that statuesque mm-hmm. uh, deal um, and, and the athleticism to combine with it, that it makes sense to sit over here and not build around him. When you look at the statistics on what he's done with DJ Moore, he passes DJ Moore, he's passing for almost 75 percent 74 point something percent um his interception uh, or his touchdown interception ratio is extremely advantageous when passing dj Moore. when he's passing to the other jamokes it just didn't quite um land in the same way right his, his, his passing uh reception rate was was much lower his touchdown to uh interception ratio was almost even so um when you blend that it doesn't look great but when you talk about giving him a, mm. a phenomenal target a phenomenal pass catcher well the statistics jump and you give him another phenomenal pass uh catcher when we talk about marvin harris jr who's used to playing in this type of weather and this type of um environment coming from ohio city you give him those two with his prowess to being able to run with his ability to sit over here remember he was still at ohio state when Marvin Harris Jr. was a freshman. Uh-huh. So when you put all that together, I think it makes more sense to sit over here and keep Justin Fields in place and, and, and maybe um, trade down a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, how different a week makes. Because, <laughs> look, uh, I think I was probably saying this about two or three weeks ago to you. Um, just on our, one of our episodes. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to toot my horn on this because I was saying, look, I hope that the Chicago Bears are dumb enough to let Justin Fields go because I wanted him to be a Raider. And I still feel that way. <laughs> I, I want him to be a Raider and that would be fantabulous. Okay. <laughs> but the smart move for them would be to keep Justin Fields mm-hmm and then leverage their draft picks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do whatever you need to do to get homes. And they, because you have two essentially lottery-level 
draft picks. Mm -hmm. And yes, this is a quarterback heavy draft, Mm -hmm. but you have your quarterback. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Let's not go through this scenario to where we are now. And and let's say also the Chicago Bears are starting to show that they have a little bit of defense too. They traded for, to, uh, for sweat. And you're seeing the big difference. Their, yeah. their, their defense is starting to look like mm-hmm. they they want to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very similar to my Raiders in terms of like they're, they're caring about mm-hmm. it on a different level. Mm-hmm. And that, that will continue. I would agree. So, if you have those two, let's say, phases of the game kind of like locked in, then let's just give our guy more weapons and let's do what he has never had, which is have him have the same offensive coordinator for two years in a row. Okay. And then you give him, so Komet is, is pretty good. Mooney, we all know he's, he's average as he, best. He's a solid three. He's a, but it's, it, you know what? He will be a phenomenal three if he's a three. If, if, if you give him another phenomenal one right. A, one B. All we're really saying is if you give the man another super quality wide receiver, Marvin Harris Jr., thank the Lord. Now, if they are, if they're able to draft him, all right. Which they're, they're in control to do they're that. They're in control to do that. I think that if I were the Chicago Bears, I would absolutely do that. And then I would take my other draft pick and whether I do that and get a quality offensive lineman or uh, let's say draft down, you know, sell, basically sell that pick and get another, a bunch of like say twos, uh, maybe two twos or whatever little semblance that they can get. Mm-hmm. Then now you're cooking with grease. Now mm-hmm. you have some real, let's say, meat in the game, because you have to also think to yourself, if I'm the Chicago Bears, that uh, Green Bay, with love, that they look like they want to be somebody. They got something cooking. Yeah. And if you want to be the two preeminent teams in that division, you need to sit over and hold on to 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 the bird in the hand. You know, rather than sitting over here and hoping and wishing on, on these rookies, because the reality is, is uh, Dan Orlovsky on ESPN sit over here and, and looked at all the number one picks. And the number one picks, there's only been two out of the previous 10 that have changed the direction. Mm-hmm. And, and Caleb Williams, he didn't change the direction of USC. So how is it going to change the direction of the Chicago? I mean, these are things that we need to think about and stop dreaming and hoping and wishing. I don't believe in a hope and a wish. Me neither. I believe in um, you seeing somebody that, that, that grinded with you when this uh, franchise was in the doldrums. Yes. Uh, that didn't have good coaching, that didn't have a quality GM that has sit over here and survived the Eberflus era and still performed at a high level for this team. They would be absolutely silly Yes, if they didn't sit over and keep a talent on that level. I I simply look at it this way. As as much as I do like Caleb Williams, and he is a phenomenal talent, I, I, I actually really like him. Right, I but, I, I, but are you excited that he's gonna win a Super Bowl? Well, no. Uh, let me let me say this another way. If I w- if Justin Fields was in this draft, would I like Caleb Williams more than Justin Fields in this draft? And I would probably say no. I would probably say that they're probably neck and neck, and maybe I might give a couple of 
small percentage points to Justin Fields. If Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State and what he did in college, uh, it was in this draft. I might pick Justin Fields over Caleb Williams. So if it's you that know why? Close, Remember what Justin Fields did in the playoffs. I talked to you about winners. Remember what Justin Fields did in the playoffs when he got in um, Trevor Lawrence's behind mm. and sit over here and didn't sit over here and crush it. Um, he he just simply got it done. And so when when, when you have a, a, a quarterback that has been in those big time positions and, and, and succeeded. Yeah, yeah, I got you, you brother. Oh, look, he, yeah, listen, my got man you. got you. I got you. When you sit over and have a quarterback that's already performed at that high of a level mm. and, and, and succeeded and won, uh, and they did big things. Now, Georgia got in that behind, but Georgia was a, a, a significantly better team. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. And when you have a gamer, all you have to do is just give this gamer some tools, give mm-hmm. him some talent around him, yes. and, uh, and watch out because he has a chip on his shoulder. Caleb Williams is coming in expecting to sit over here and have um, a platter handed to him, you know, like everything handed to him on, on a silver platter. Justin Fields has been through the grind. I want that person that's grindy. I want that person that has that grit. Well, here's and, and you know what? And I, I won't sell – Caleb Williams short in this on one regard. Caleb Williams has basically played his entire college career with uh, no semblance of a defense, and he's basically had to outscore everyone. So he's had to Fair do enough. he's had to do Herculean things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, make USC relevant. And I got to give him a lot of love for that. And what that would translate into if he goes to a team that actually does provide a little bit of defense, we don't know. But the thing is, we don't know. Give Justin so Fields why, with all these, with all, with all the money that they have right. available to him to pick exactly. up another free agent, uh, maybe for the back end of that defense or a draft pick and, no, or both. Or, or no, there's going to be both, but they can still pick up somebody, a veteran plus with the draft picks yeah. along with. I'm sitting over here and getting a top flight. Maybe it's not Marvin Harris Jr. Maybe it's the number two or the number three wide receiver. They're all going to be great. Right. Like, this is a great receiving. Um, uh, this is uh, also a good receiving draft. Receiving draft. It is. You get him another quality receiver to go along with DJ Moore. And he, then you find a running back later in the draft. Like, let's go. And you know what? And I don't dislike the running backs that they already have on their staff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're all right. They're, but but, they're but again, injury prone too. But 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 again, they're not horrible. And, and the the I think the point that I'm really wanting to make with it is, what do they look like when when they don't have a box stacked against them? Correct. Because mm-hmm. everybody because is you trying. can't do that because you got two. Yeah, you got a one A and a one B. Yes, and now, versus and now a one. Mean, and DJ Moore sitting over here getting exactly. double teamed every single time and still getting it cracking. I mean, what do you have? 150 plus exactly. yards. Just Look, I'm week. proud of you, man. Look at you over here analyzing this boy. This is what I was in forwards. I, I didn't know if forwards you knew. and backwards. I didn't know if you knew this, but this is what I do. Uh, this is what I do. now now see. <laughs> <laughs> but Look. but I, I but I will tell you this. I earlier in the year because Justin Fields got hurt. Uh, his replacement came in and, and did um, uh, did relatively well. Won mm-hmm. a couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, people, the the media, the outside noise was sitting over saying, "Oh, well, this might be a better option at a cheaper rate." But 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 Justin Fields said, "No, you know, 
F that. I'm sitting over here and coming in yes. and take back um, what what I've earned and what I deserve and what I got drafted for. And, you know, we talk a lot about, like, players with grit. And what I see with this this guy, what I see with Justin Fields is he – I really do think he has grit. He, he has – uh, taking his lumps, mm-hmm. he has played in circumstances that have you've been the deck. The deck has been stacked against him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has found a way to persevere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't just deny his physical uh, intangibles, uh, tangibles, and yes. intangibles. Yes, he runs fast. Mm-hmm. He can get out of dodge, and he's big. And he's big. Guess what, Caleb Williams isn't. He ain't big. He's sliding the booty. He's a little bit thicker, there it is. but he's sliding the booty at six one. Hey, there it is. Yeah. So, with all of those things being said, the 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 GM and I think we just did his job for him if he listens to us. Well, for the day is he's done some 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 good moves. He's done some questionable moves, but yes, it makes sense. Let's see what uh, let's if, see what we let's have. See if he has here. a wherewithal to think long term because guess what? If you sit over here and let uh, um, Justin Fields, Fields go. go, and he shoots like a rocket, like with Atlanta, yeah. and he shoots like a rocket with all the with all that talent around him. And then he gets Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams uh, uh, starts crying in the stands like he did with USC. Yeah, let me tell you something. Your job is done. Yeah, so, let's just see what we have. Let's, let's see. Just see what he has now. Now look. I understand you love the Raiders, oh. and, and, and you wore your gray and black with a little bit of fatigue. To no, mix no, no, no. I, did, I didn't go. I didn't go <laughs> full on um, nation with you because, see, last time I wore the Raider <laughs> the nation, see, last time I wore the Raider nation, you know, you tried to shut me down. I barely, I barely, no, 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 no. I could barely get the conversation out. I didn't want to shut you down. I just didn't want you to go get overly hyped. And, and so today is with the sleeves being camouflaged. I know you're not going to get overly hyped. But but I will tell you this when when I was watching the game when I was looking at the highlights and, and so on and so forth and I saw how that game ended all mm. I could think about was you and all I could think about is the misery and, and, and the and the bed of uh, of uh, dysfunction and uncomfortability you must be in when you saw the Raiders well, be in a position to take a game into overtime against a comparably uh, mediocre team and, and a team that you could have beat and that it got stolen from you. It got um, it did grabbed st- from I, you I, I honestly, by a bad call. I honestly felt that there were two egregious calls that occurred in that game. One was we prior to the field goal, there was a third and long mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter uh, to where they called a P.I. on Jones that was not a P.I. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, if I'm going to just be blunt with it, I just felt as though it was a we want the Colts to win this but, game. But that was subjective. Yeah. Let's look at the one call that Jones got that was absolutely All right, you're talking egregious. about the offsides, but, but to me, they're coupled. So you give them basically uh, 40, mm-hmm. 35, 40 yards on a, on a PI call mm-hmm. that was Bush League mm-hmm. that at was best. at best. Mm-hmm. So you gave them that. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to say offsides and they missed the field goal. Offsides when you timed it Come perfectly. On. When you do exactly what you're supposed to do. And you know what? 
Hey, the they, the 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 league to me said the Raiders. We don't want you to win this game. Uh, Pierce, you're doing a great job, great job, but you're not going to win this game, and we're going to make sure that you don't win this game. And you know what? That's hard to reconcile because you look at a, a, a Colts team that, that that is good, and I know they, they like this coach, Steichen, yeah, and, which I like this coach and respect him wholeheartedly, and I think he's going to be one of the greats. I think Indianapolis is in great hands with Steichen, but you know, at the end of the day, is it's funny how Steichen is kind of like um, kind of been given this mantle of this new crop of coaches from last year as the heir apparent to being a great coach. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Pierce that is still being doubted. And, uh, you know what, you know, he's had a good run, but and, and it's always not always. What I will say is that sometimes you can sit over here and 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 foo foo. Mm. Who a, a coach that doesn't that he doesn't have a specialty? Obviously, he was a defensive well, player in the NFL, um, but he's not a, a his trait is not being a defensive savant. What no. his trait is trait is is or what his specialness is is being able to sit over and galvanize players and get them to perform higher than what they even thought they could do, and that's what he does. That's the, the, far more valuable, and, and, in my and, opinion. And, and let me give you, a, a, let's say, another. Uh, little uh, wrinkle that was kind of like the the death nail for for the Raiders. Uh, I, I, I believe his name is Gus Edwards, but if I'm Gus if I, Edwards, yeah, the, 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 the defensive the defensive coordinator for the mm-hmm. Colts. He was the defensive coordinator for the Raiders, mm-hmm. and the the last time the later Raiders went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, okay, a couple under, of years under, ago, under, under, yeah, the 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 Mike's nuts who I do refuse. No, no, to no, 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 Basaccia. Yeah, you're Basaccia. talking about. Yeah, he was a he was a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but well, what I mean is is he was the defensive coordinator. I think maybe even through all of those those runs, but but the 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 general point, the general point is. Gus Edwards, prior to us hiring the new brother, mm-hmm. he was our defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the last time that our defense has actually been good since he has exited. Mm-hmm. Now, he was primarily in what the Colts run is a zone, as a cover three. Mm-hmm. It's zone. a basic, all, it's a basic a defense. Cover three. Mm-hmm. So they are not going to blitz you. Right. They're going to just basically beat you with four primarily. Mm-hmm. And they're going to cover three you to death. And the thing that I felt that really was the impediment in that game is that even though we ran the ball, but when it came down to us getting either in the red zone or potentially in the red zone, that he knew exactly what to do. And that cover three was kind of like the death knell for us because uh, our quarterback, it doesn't like to throw in um, uncomfortable tight coverage. Mm-hmm. Tight coverage. Mm-hmm. And he knew that, and he, he has some talent on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. and they did what they needed to do. So it just felt like, oh, man, if all of the defensive coordinators that we could go against, why are we going against this guy? It was very unfortunate. Now, I think that there could have been – maybe Pierce could have gone for a couple of those fourth and shorts to push the envelope. The old school. But he's old school, and he did put us in a position to win. He still brought us or no, into a to, position to tie. To tie, mm-hmm. it, he still made it a 
viable game. So you, from a strategic standpoint, mm-hmm. it made sense. It was very old school, mm-hmm. as you said. And, you know, and he took the field goals when he needed to take mm-hmm. the field goals and he punted when he felt as though he needed to punt it. And, and those were not bad decisions. However, it just came down to, we are a, a touchdown away. But y'all don't have a quarterback to go win it. That's where the twist is. Y'all don't have a quarterback to go win it. Well, again, the thing that was very upsetting is the thing that made it a two-score game was the field goal that they made. And it was like, oh, man, you know what? You guys put us in a situation off of a Bush League call. Mm-hmm. That is not mm-hmm. a, that was not an offside. I don't care I don't what care. you say. Right. That was not offside. And, and this is what kills me about the NFL. When you make $111 billion in a year, you have the ability to sit over here and have a sky judge. Mm. So either either you are choosing not to have a sky judge to call these games correctly. Yeah. Or you are incompetent to be able to do so. And I don't think you get to $111 billion in a, in a it, single it, year. It, it in felt Lebanon. like a put together. It feels like a put together. So the NFL, you got to do better. If you choose not to, you're, you, you're going to run the chance of degrading the product that you bring to the table I, yes. and lose individuals that sit over here and recognize that bullshit. Yes. Look, the through the past, let's say, 10, 15 years, they have eroded the confidence it, and the importance of defense, even though and we have traditionally, let's say, of us all watching NFL through the annals mm-hmm. have said that defense wins championships because we understand how hard it is to Standard score. Cliche. They've mm-hmm. made the league easier to score. Mm-hmm. And that has made receivers and quarterbacks. But that don't got nothing to do with calling a bullshit call on a, on a field goal. Yeah. But the, the only reason that I bring that up is, is because this is, this is the extreme end of it. Because now what it is, is now you're, you're calling line calls to dictate outcomes. So when you're calling, oh, the guy didn't line up right. Oh, the guy didn't over that the line. So much in uh, the it, last couple of years. Yeah, it's, it, it's like, it's it now starting to get absurd. So here's what twist is. If you call that earlier in the game, okay. When you only call it in the last seconds, when the, or, when the, when the, when when the game is time. on the line. So that's where it's an erosion. And confidence yes. in the NFL when when these plays, these calls are being made at, at, at the very most critical times of the game with less than a minute left. Yes. Look, and as a Raiders fan, you know, I, I'm used to uh, us being hated on a la the tuck rule. I still think that, that was that bullshit. You pulled a whole asshole. They wanted Tom Brady to And they wanted Tom Brady to go. And that, and that's what this game felt like. This felt like a. They wanted Steichen to be, because you know, they're in the playoffs. Yes. It's one thing if, if, if Texans were above them and they were one player or one game out, but Steichen is in. And it's, it, what it comes across as is they want Steichen to be the quarterback to get the church and not, yes. and not Pierce, not as if they win this and Pierce is in the Super yes. or in the playoffs, but just it would have negated Steichen's Credibility. And here's the interesting thing about that. 
they the the Colts still could have won that game regardless of those calls because the Colts were playing a very solid, smart game. Mm-hmm. They well, were running game. the ball. A tribute to that coach. They they, yes. they, they were mm-hmm. and they were hitting us on play mm-hmm. action passes and they were they were gouging us, but we were making adjustments. And when it comes down to those those few little leverage moments, that's how tight the game was. Mm-hmm. It was like, well then how about you refs, you you guys in stripes, how about you not get in the way? And so here's where the thing is for me, is that previously with the Raiders, it's Expect that, of course, y'all were gonna fuck this up. Yeah, and we're I don't have fold. I don't have that same feeling with Pierce. No, and so when you don't have that same feeling with Pierce, uh, that of course you're gonna fuck it up. Then the twist is, is that Pierce is kind of like that differential aspect to yes. the team to sit over and make the Raiders um, in a position yes. to be relevant. Yes, And it's almost like you're fighting against that. Now, I don't know if it's against Pierce or if it's against the Raiders. I think it's just, it's just generally the Raiders, uh, the league has, has hated against. Well, the, and part of the reason why is, it, is, is the owner. Um, yeah, you know, I, they've not liked Al, Al but Al, because, is, is Al was poking. But but at the end of the day, Al, rest in peace. He's been gone for over a decade. Right. So, so, so Get off it. it's hard to sit over here and say it's because of Al. No, no, no. You understand no. what I'm saying? No. So, I, so I now think it's residue. you think it might be, uh, hopefully, at best case scenario, it's residue. At worst case scenario, it's something, it's something more nefarious. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sit over here and start creating any controversy. But at the end of the day is the NFL has enough money to prevent from having these plays. Yeah. And it's, and right. it's not, and it's not just with the Raiders. We talked about it earlier with the Dallas Cowboys and Lions. Correct. We've seen it so many times that at a certain point is the NFL has to step in and create a mechanism. Yeah. They, that they, prevents need, they need this to review. They need to review their offseason and, and review what they're doing and realize. No, no, that, not review. Come up with a solution because it's too many situations. Yeah. And it's easy to do. It's not like it's impossible. It's not like we're, what we're asking is like, Oh my God, pay an individual. A couple hundred thousand dollars. Ma, I, I, it should be. <laughs> Pay an individual anyway. a couple hundred thousand dollars to sit. Yeah. And there's a main judge to sit over and make these calls with the ability to have the replay there. Yeah, because you want to get it right. Because you want to get it right. Not not just for the NFL, but for the people that pay a tremendous amount of money to go see these games in person, yes. for the people that sit over here and take the time to watch them on television, yes. and for the networks to sit over here I agree. that pay hundreds of millions a thousand of dollars. 1,000%, I them. agree. Now, with all of that being said, look, the um, I do think that, that those were uh, egregious calls against my team, but I think that the Colts did enough to win. And they won. But what you really have to say is the, the the Raiders have just proven that they have promise. And I still expect us to beat the Broncos because we boobop Broncos on a regular. Hey. And hey. we going to do hey. that. We don't got to talk about that. Hey, with that being said, I look forward to seeing the Raiders next we year. We boobop Broncos <laughs> on a regular. Great. I had to say that one last time. I know you I know, did. I did. Great show. All right. Love you, bud. Hey, man. Peace be on to you. Appreciate everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. 
I need you to like. I need you to download. I need you to subscribe. I need you to sit over and be a part of this movement. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? It's only Football at the bar. Begun. ATB Media Network. We're only getting bigger. We're only getting greater. We're only sitting over here and providing more content. Uh, we have a cocktail at the bar. Talking oh, man. They, I can't even stuff. believe they're making, they paying me for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a All right. Hey, great show. Great Talk show, bro. Soon.